0: Benefits of this relationship. So, yes, we all love money, we all love health and relationships, and we all want love in our relationships. But we don't aim for these things. These are worldly things. We aim to, to please Allah, to get closer to Allah, and Allah promises us. Whoever protects protects him uh, protects himself for Allah's sake, Allah will opens, Allah will open the, all the unlocked doors in their life, and He will you know, provide them from places they can never imagine. And Allah says in another ayah, Amanu, If it, if only the people believed, we will open the doors of barakat from the skies and from the earth, from all directions, you'd be getting wealth, health, happiness and peace and love. Just focus on Allah. Focus on this role. Iya ka nabud, and then Iya ka nastain is where you break your ego. Remember that big talk I gave you about ego, 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 dangers of ego, ego. Iya ka nastain is breaking that ego. It's t- taking that idol called ego in your heart and breaking it just like Ibrahim broke the idols just like Rasulullah in Fath Makkah he broke the idols we also need to reach down into our hearts and take this ego out and break it and r- what is ruku' but breaking that ego lowering yourself humbling yourself down and specifically you're humbling your mind down subhanAllah because where is ego? ego is in the mind and then, and then gradually you fall down in prostration, in sajda, to, to destroy your ego. Iyaka nasta'in is that destroyer of ego. And of course, iyaka nasta'in also implies, Ya Allah, I will worship you, but I'm also going to work. Isti'ana means you seek Allah's help, but you also work. Don't just sit there eating popcorn and drinking 7-Up and making dua for you know a raise in your job or for good health while you're eating biryani and samosa and chapati. Right? You gotta work, you gotta put in the effort. So it's balance between, we worship you, but we seek your help, Ya Allah. We can't do it on our own. We need your help always. And you're talking to Allah directly. This is Ihsan. And to worship Allah as if you see him, and if you don't see him, he sees you. This is and then oh Allah. Guide us to that straight path. This is beautiful, so pay attention. We're getting close to the end, so please pay attention. Oh Allah, gift us. Hidayah, guidance, is actually a gift from Allah. And surat is a straight path. Al-Mustaqim, Allah is also saying it's straight and it's, it's heading upwards. Why is it heading upwards? Where is it leading to? It's leading to who? To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's a straight path leading to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's in plural, number one. You're saying, Ya Allah, guide us all to the straight path. So what are you doing? Are you being selfish and making dua for yourself? No, you're making dua for others. And we learn from the hadith that when you make dua in secret for your brother or your sister or anyone that you love, Allah answers that dua for them and for you. And you know, uh, let me give you a tip. If you hate someone, because hating is negative energy. You don't want to hate anybody. If you hate someone, you know how to eliminate that feeling of hatred? Make dua for them in secret. Wallahi, that hatred would melt away. But you got to break your ego before you do that. Because ego will say, no, 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 I'm not going to forgive her. I hate her. She said this to me. She said that to me. She's so rude. But it's not worth it. You holding that anger? Who are you harming? Yourself. You're the only loser in that. So, as sirat al-mustaqim. You're asking Allah. Allah, show me a vision. Help me drive along the road towards my vision. Ya Allah, I want to be focused on my vision, sirat al-mustaqim. And you know, when you're in your vision, there's hard work, right? There's hard work, and therefore, what we're learning here is the concept of du'a or the concept of wudu. Sorry. Between Salahs, we're working towards our visions. We're working hard on Salat al-Mustaqeem. And then when it's time for Salah, remember it's time for resting, right? What do you do when you rest? You clean up. Why do you clean up? Because you've been working hard between prayers. The Muslim is a productive human being. He's someone who's working all the time. And then between Salah, it's time to rest. It's time to clean up the sweat and the, the dirty hands because you've been working so hard. And so for us, it's the opposite now, right? When it's Salah time, it's heavy. But with the moment you say salam, it's it's rest. It's the opposite. We need to do the complete opposite. We need to be working hard during between Salahs. And when it's time for Salah, you rest. You purify yourself. You clean up. And you know, ruku also symbolizes. You know how when athletes, when they're tired after like doing like a, a long sprint, what do they do? They're resting after a hard workout, right? So ruku is actually a result of your hard work during during the day to pursue your visions. And you're you're asking Allah, I want to be on the path, Ya Allah. A lot of people talking about dying in the path of Allah. Allah's telling us, be concerned about living on the path of Allah. And mustaqeem, such a beautiful word, which also emphasizes values, because qiyam in the Arabic language means values. Right? As-sirat al-mustaqeem, that's the path that will straighten up my values, my, you know, this idea of being optimistic and loving and honest and trustworthy, all these positive values, that's part of surat al-mustaqeem. Values straighten you up just like Surat al-Mustaqim. And in Surah Al-Kahf, what do we say? There's no deviances in this book. It is straight. Because it's a book of values, and when you have values, you straighten yourself up. You know someone who doesn't have values, we call him, not straight, he's crooked. Surat al mustaqim is the Surat of values and it's also the Surat of ease. Because it's the easiest path, the shortest path between two points. Allah makes the life of a believer easy. You read Allahu bikum al-yusr, ولا you read bikum al-usr. You read Allahu and you ankum. Allah wants to lighten up your burdens. Who makes life difficult? We complicate things for our own selves. Okay? The Prophet Wasallam would say, "Yesiru, to asiru." Make things easy. Don't make things difficult. Okay. So, al mustaqim. Your concern is to get closer and closer and closer to Allah. This is the journey. With every salah, you're getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa taala. And who wants to take you farther and farther and farther away from Allah? Shushu, right? That's the struggle. So, focus on the journey, not the results. okay? And it's Surat al Ladina and alayhim. This path gives you Na'im. You know what Na'im is in the Arabic language? It's eternal joy, peace, and happiness. Allah is telling us that this Surat al Mustaqeem, whoever walks on this path, this path will make his life instantly filled with Na'im, with happiness, peace, and tranquility and joy. So now the question here is, how do you measure if you're on the path or not? How do you, how do you know if you're on salat al-mustaqim or not? Very simple, ask yourself this question. Am I living in na'im or not? Is my life filled with happiness, inner peace, and joy? If so, then, inshallah, you are on salat al-mustaqim. But if your life is filled with suffering, regret, and anxiety, and stress, and that's the GPS tracking system telling you you're going the wrong way, you need to get back on track, on surat al Mustaqim, And shaitan has promised that he will s- stand and sit, sorry, sit on this surat. He is sitting there on that path waiting to push you off track. That's his goal in life to not let you sit on that path. He doesn't want you to be happy. He doesn't want you to be peaceful. He doesn't want you to be joyful. He doesn't want you to be loving and caring and merciful. And he's gonna try his best to do whatever it takes. So. Then we seek protection from these two negative groups, right? Ghadab, anger, is one of the most severe negative energy you can have. And Allah didn't say Allah is angry with them. Who's angry with them? These people. Everybody's angry with them. Why? Because they're attracting anger from everywhere. Allah doesn't associate anger with Himself. They were negative, therefore they attracted negative energy from everywhere. And anger is the worst kind of negative energy you can attract. At the same time, ignorance, right? Dalleen. Who are Dalleen? People of ignorance, people who are lost. This is showing us the importance of getting knowledge and fixing our knowledge and thinking. Stop following people blindly. Stop getting knowledge through WhatsApp and Instagram and Facebook. Unfortunately, we live in that age now where we're getting our Islamic knowledge from WhatsApp, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you know, all these shortcut knowledges, right? Of course it's better than doing nothing, but what I'm saying is you need to put more effort to get closer to the Book of Allah. You need to put more effort to understand the seerah of the Prophet Sallallahu These two things combined, right? The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi seerah along with the Qur'an. One without the other won't do you good. Because you need the Qur'an and you need the example of the prophet to understand the practical impl- impl- implications of this message. So you're not going to get closer, much closer to Allah with just these small snip sh- you know, snapshots. These shortcuts, like I said, it's, it's what shaitan wants, right? Shortcut to knowledge. And free knowledge also. This is what we're also suffering from. People, when it comes to knowledge to improve themselves spiritually, when it comes to you know, talks and Islamic lectures and buying Islamic books, original books, not fake, copyrighted books, people hesitate to pay nowadays. They don't value inf- information and knowledge. And we pay the price by being ignorant, ignorant by being lean, going off track, lost, no direction in life, right? People with no visions. And so, you know, these harakats, these postures in salat is the death of the ego like i told you and you know you you're talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's a strong tip i can give you in salah every single word you say you have to understand what it means and talk to Allah you know why people get so much khushu in ramadan and they start crying in salah you know why because that is the month where we make the most duas in the year right we usually wait till ramadan to make all our du'as, and we understand what we say, and usually people cry, and which part of the salah? Which part? The du'a. Why? Because you're talking to Allah. You're talking to Allah. And so, why wait till every Ramadan? You can do this five times a day. You know? Talk to Allah. Ask, ask, Ask Him. And you don't have to ask in Arabic, if you don't know Arabic. Allah understands Urdu and German and Persian. In your sujood, ask in your own language. Don't kid yourself by m- memorizing a dua that you have no clue what it means, and you're asking him, expecting him to answer it. Come on, yani. Okay? So what is tashahud, the last part of the salah? Because we have to cover all aspects. The tashahud. at Tahiyatulillah, You're greeting Who? Allah it's as if you're walking into the you know the the palace of a king at lillah and then was-salawatu wa tayyibat assalamu alayka ayuhan nabi. you're giving salams to the prophet sallam how many of you have been to masjid al nabawi remember that feeling you had when you were standing in front of the prophet sallam's qabr and giving salam to him how is that feeling amazing or no did you want to leave that place? No, but you were pushed by the guys behind you, right? And the police. Yalla, 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 right? When you say, Assalamu alaykai, wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, think about that moment. Use your skills now. You have skills, right? The ruh skills. Go to that place. Visualize that you're standing in front of Prophet. Salallahu alayhi wa you're saying as to him and he's responding to you. And not only are you saying salam and you're saying as we're going, no, you're saying salam and you're renewing your covenant with the Prophet. Salam. What covenant? The covenant of living and, and following his legacy. Right? We, being the Ummah of Muhammad, salam, we need to follow his legacy. We need to fulfill the legacy that he created, right? We need to continue this legacy. His message of spreading peace and love and humanity and make this world a better place. You're going to the Prophet Salam, every salah saying, Assalamu alaykum nabi Ya Rasulullah, I know I messed up, but now I'm going to be back on track. I'm with you in this message. Please hire me. I'm going to work for you. And then you say, Assalamu alayna wa ala ibadillah as-salihin. Now you're making du'a in secret for everyone else. All of Allah's ibad in the world, living and dead, and allah t- tells us through the hadith of prophet ﷺ that whenever you make dua for the living and the dead it's, it's accepted for all of allah's creation when you ask allah for forgiveness for the living and the dead it's accepted for all of the living and the dead so you're saying assalamu alayna peace for us and for ibadillah salihin for all the righteous ibad of allah you know you're spreading that feeling of love and care, and and concern for everybody around you, not just yourself. And then, Shahada. What is Shahada? It is witness. Now, in a crime scene, who is a witness? Witness is someone who has seen the crime. Correct or no? What does Shahada have to do with entering Islam? Listen to this carefully, guys. A true Muslim, someone who's living the, on the path of Allah, he experiences the joy, he witnesses the joy of being a Muslim. He witnesses and experiences the closeness of Allah. He witnesses the mercy of Allah. And so when you say, Ashhadu an la ilaha wa anna Muhammad rasulullah, you are bearing witness, Ya Allah, I witnessed. I'm experiencing this joy and inner peace in my life. And I bear witness. But if your life is filled with suffering and regret and anger and, and anxiety and stress, and you're saying, Do you really mean it? Are you really experiencing it? Are you witnessing that joy? No. So something to think about. Shahada is the first pillar of Islam. Yet so many Muslims today have not experienced what it means to live on paradise on earth. So many Muslims today are not living that life of inner peace and joy and happiness. And then, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Ali Muhammad, kama salli ala Ibrahim wa ala Ali Ibrahim. Inna ka majeed wa wabarak ala Muhammad wa ala Ali Muhammad, kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala Ibrahim. So what is Allahumma salli ala Muhammad and what is Allahumma barak ala Muhammad wa ala Muhammad? What does it mean and why Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and Ibrahim alaihi salam, right? Question that comes to mind. So salat and salam is, you know, the scholars say that it refers to three things: mercy from Allah, dua from the believers, and barakah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, so you're making dua for the Prophet. You're asking Allah to have mercy on the Prophet. You're asking Allah to have mercy and you're making dua for Ibrahim alayhi and his, his family. And by the way, wa'alihi, what does alihi mean? Ali Muhammad and Ali Ibrahim. The entire generation of Muhammad and Ali Muhammad. Who does that include? Inshallah, us, all of us. So you're asking Allah to have mercy, and you're making du'a for all of the ummah of Muhammad and all of the ummah of Ibrahim. Lastly, why Ibrahim and Muhammad? Why these two prophets? Why not Allah salli ala Yunus wa ala Ali Yunus? Why Ibrahim and Muhammad? Sal- So many theories here. The one I liked most is Ibrahim a.s. is the perfect example of the individual Muslim. He perfected individual Islam with his level of yaqeen and his service to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As for Prophet Muhammad he perfected that at a collective level. And therefore, by making dua for both, you are including the higher generation at the individual level and at the collective level and then you're saying assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi you're spreading peace and mercy to the guys on your left for the brothers in the masjid even if he was fighting with you to, to you know to, to get more space you don't have any grudges you're saying assalamu alaikum i forgive you brother i love you it's okay and assalamu alaikum allah regardless of who is next to you if he's a different nationality, even if he's a laborer who has come with his stinking clothes, even if if it's someone who's had a biryani and he's you know relieving his gases on you during salah, you're still being merciful to them. Unfortunately, you know what happens in masjids? A lot of ladies don't know this, but in masjid after salah, what happens usually? Sometimes fights start happening, right? Because you can't fight during salah, so you fight after salah. Why did you bring your kid to the salah? He just walked in front of me. Why did you burp in my face? Why d- aren't you p- putting some deodorant on? Right? And so, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa rahmatullah. You have to uh, internalize you're making salam for everybody. And if you're in a masjid, a tip for you when you say this, internalize that you're spreading peace and mercy for every single one who just prayed with you, whether you know them or you don't know them. This is the essence of love. This is the essence of love. And with that, we conclude, inshallah, this uh, talk about divine connection. I ask Allah to, inshallah, bless this gathering and everybody who attended and everybody who's going to watch it, inshallah. And you know, may he accept this. Whatever was right from what I said was from Allah, and whatever was wrong or inaccurate was from Shaitan, from shushu, right? And I really pray that inshallah from today onwards, our lives will be transformed through our Salahs. I really hope that all of us experience this divine connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that our prayers will be upgraded. I hope that you can take these lessons. The video will be up online. Take these lessons, share it with family, friends, your kids, your children. Our children need to learn Salah this way the deeper meanings of salah, inshallah, this will be you know, the, the cause of, inshallah, a transformation of all of our communities and societies around the world so that we can be a source of good love and, and mercy and blessings for everybody, and all of humanity, inshallah. Jazakumullah khair. Sorry for being so long. Thank you for your patience. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.